Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Forward Church. Listen, I'm so glad you tuned in to today's podcast. I hope it challenges you and inspires you to go after God and be all that God's called you to be. Enjoy today's message. So we are in the Christmas season. It has been some time since I've done this, but because he's the teacher and I'm the follower, if you want to be a good student in the classroom, learn that you're the student and that teacher is the instructor. You may not always like them, but they're still your instructor. You may not always agree with them, but they're still your instructor. Oh, yeah. And your grades are already done if you'll just be a follower in that classroom. Oh, that's good stuff. So the Holy Spirit asked me to begin doing what maybe some of you have never even heard much about, the Advent season. And so in a moment, we're going to light the first candle. And I really struggled when I saw purple because purple was the color of a team that was playing the Ohio State University yesterday. And I thought, oh, Lord, is this a prophetic word that they're going down? By the way, that first candle represents... I'm going to take you through the journey. There's five things the Holy Spirit wants you to put into your heart today and rest in your mind. And it's all about a prophetic word. In fact, I was talking with a good friend up in North Carolina. He's a pastor. And he said, do you realize that when several of those prophets began to prophesy, it was 700 years before his arrival? A lot of times when we hear a prophetic word, we think it's right now, like it's going to be tomorrow. It could be for the next generation. It could be for your family's family's family. But see, we're so ingrained within the culture, we think everything is about us for us. But it's not. It's for those that are coming behind us. So turn to somebody and say, the Advent season is filled with hope. Ready? The Advent season is filled with hope. There's a gentleman here in the house that I was speaking with before the service, and out of his mouth came the word hope. So I'm kind of looking at him, and he's looking my way and recognize I'm looking at him. I need for him to come this way, please. And I'm going to have you light our first candle. Now, for those of you that may have grown up uh, in a real traditional format, you're wondering where are the rest? Where are the rest of the candles? And it's not decorated like it really should be. Go ahead, you're good. He's lighting the hope candle. Let me tell you why I'm doing it this way. When the prophets of God began to prophesy, there wasn't a clear road in front of them. It wasn't all paved. They were actually laying out for the old covenant what we now enjoy in the new covenant. Here's what God wants to release At this time of the year, not only here, but throughout the nations, hope. When you walk out of here, and this is all scaled down, what God wants to put in you is hope. There are some of you that work in mental health, some of you that may work in the counseling field, some of you may work with individuals who are going through seasons of depression and other kind of thoughts that begin to cause their minds not to be stable. Let me say you this morning, hope will remove all of that. Hope will remove all of that. 
So that's what we're going to do this morning. I was in the gym the morning, and uh, sometimes I'm listening and sometimes I'm not. Hello. Come on. You too. There are times when you're like, I'm listening, and then there's other times like, I'm just going to go ahead and get my stuff done. Well, there was some cool music called Christmas music uh, being played, and there were some ladies in there working out early, early in the morning, and they started kind of like, you know, having a conversation, so I just kind of put my ear to that moment, and one of the young ladies said, I really don't like Christmas anymore, and that got my attention. I never said a word, never did speak. How many know sometimes you can learn more by listening than speaking? Okay. John Maxwell says, if you're a leader, you listen first. And so I just started listening. And she began to explain why she doesn't like Christmas anymore. In a nutshell, this is what she meant. It's no longer about Jesus Christ. How many agree? That's why you see this so well decorated here in the house. You see it in all of the areas of the facility. And you go over into the children's ministry and there's all kind of cool sentences and statements that are up there for the children. Because it's not about what we would say the season, but rather about the Savior who came to get us through all the seasons of life. Hello? And so this morning we're still on the basics. We're going back to the Christmas story for the next five Sundays. And I just want to deposit, with the help of the Holy Spirit, five things that you can hope for every day. I love to be around people who are filled with hope. You can tell it. They don't even have to tell you they have hope. You just know it. You just know it. Come on now. Come on now. So, perhaps this season, the, the young lady that was saying, you know, I really don't like Christmas anymore. Because like we've lost the whole meaning. It's become so commercialized. Hello? Man, Jesus Christ came to take care of all of that. If we'll just come back to the basics of the Advent season. So when you think about the Advent season and you saw up on the video and you've been singing about him, think about the cradle before it arrived. Wow. Think about this. God trusted Mary before Mary knew what was about to happen. And God knew that Mary would live a surrendered life with the Savior in her womb. That's huge, church. <laughs> so this morning, I'd like for you to think with me about the Advent season. And what is Advent all about? It's the preparation and the waiting of the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. The term Advent is from a Latin translation means the coming. Listen, of course he has come. But guess what? He promised that he's coming again. So if you sit there nonchalant or like in a classroom and go, this is kind of like over my head, I want you to be ready for the coming of the Lord. Unto them that look for, I'm, I'm giving you scripture by the way. Unto them that look for him shall he appear. So if you're in a daze and you're mesmerized by all the stuff all around you, you may miss the coming of the Lord. The Bible says, unto them that look for him shall he appear. So my dad pastored for over 60 years. If I heard once, I heard a hundred times. He preached constantly on the imminent return of Jesus Christ. That means at any time, at any moment, 
Now, I didn't believe that. That's why, can I break this down? That's why when I was a teenager, I was where I shouldn't be. Because I really did, doing things, do you want me to talk about that? I will be tomorrow at Williston Middle High School. Your head may believe, but your heart may be doing something totally opposite of that. And that's what you really believe. Come on, church. Come on, church. So I heard my father say, in service after service, Jesus could come at any moment. And I couldn't wait to get out of service so I could go about my business. And I'm not talking about business as in business. I'm talking about teenage business. Some adults haven't grown up yet. I'm not saying you're here as one of those. But there are adults that have not come out of their teenage years. <laughs> so let's talk about Advent. I don't believe in prophecy where you just totally blew away the old covenant. <laughs> I, I don't believe in prophets. I don't believe in the word of the Lord. You just destroyed the cradle. Because the five things I'm going to share with you from God's word all speaks about the coming of the Christ child. Those guys, years and years and years before his arrival, were telling everyone, the Messiah's coming. He's on his way. He's coming. And guess what? True men and women are going to warn the people of God or give information to the people of God. Jesus Christ is coming again. Okay, I've heard that for 40 years or whatever. <laughs> so now we have the candle lit. We're going to have communion in just a few moments. But what I want you to walk out of here with is not the wildcat color, Western. I want you to walk out with a candle lit on the inside saying to yourself, I am filled with hope. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws. I walk in hope. That's what God wants you to do. <laughs> so the first candle is the candle of the cradle. It's the candle of hope. Listen, God trusted Mary as a teenager that she would be able to manage, to handle the birth of the Christ child because she was filled with hope. So much so that in her wow, was the promise and in the lady who she knew, the baby leaped inside the womb. All right, church. The first candle symbolizes hope and it's actually called the prophet's candle. See, I would love to be in a classroom where I'm teaching and then I'm testing to see if you got it. This first candle is a prophet's candle saying there will always be hope in the world regardless of the leaders. Come on, church. Who are you thinking of, Adolf Hitler and what he did to the Jewish people? It doesn't matter who the leaders are. There will always be hope. Hope. If God has spoken a word of prophecy over your life, take it to the bank. Who, baby. <laughs> That's what walked me out of sin. Hello? That's what walked me out of sin. There was a prophetic word that was spoken over my life. 
Maybe that's what you need, is someone who's genuine, real, who walks in the anointing of the Lord. There's that verse back again, who will speak a word that will break the chains and deliver hope into your spirit. <laughs> Go ahead on. <laughs> Here it is. Hope by the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 11. That's a great passage. I just want to give you a little bit of it. Listen to this. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Wonder who that would be? None other than Jesus. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. Let me pause right there. Before you run to somebody else, why not go to Jesus? I mean, who is he? He has wisdom. He has understanding. He's got counsel. He's got strength. He's got knowledge. And he'll teach you how to respect him. I just read that entire verse for you, breaking it down. It's amazing how we will check in with others who don't walk in any of that, but we won't talk to the one who will keep your fire burning or your candle going. Come on, church. God wants you to know the Holy Spirit is for you, not against you. Number one, hope comes from the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure you understand this because you know, we have young people here also this morning. Those men and women who were prophesying in the old covenant about the cradle, they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Hold on. He still wants to move today. Why not activate the Holy Spirit in your life today? Activate the Holy Spirit. Well, how do I do that? I'm glad you asked. Number two, hope listen closely, through his rulership. And I wanted to change that word because that doesn't sound right. That doesn't feel good. Hello? But he's reigning and ruling right now. I know that the world doesn't look real good, but I promise you he is seated at the right hand of the Father and he's making intercession for us. That was scripture, ladies and gentlemen. So hope comes through his rulership. Micah 5.2 says this, But as for you, Bethlehem, too little to be among the clans of Judah. That means, listen closely, Bethlehem was likened unto Chieflin when compared to Miami. Out of that little place was going to come the Messiah. <laughs> you would think God would have had a better idea. Hello, Ford. I mean, you would have put him like in Rome, or you would have put him where it would have been so obvious God loves, to, ooh, ooh, ooh. God loves to hide his pearls. That was scripture too. Come on, church. Listen, but as for you, Bethlehem, too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you, one will come forth for me to be ruler in Israel. Hmm. Let me close that out. From the days of eternity. That means he was ruling before he arrived. Somebody's getting stretched by the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't just start ruling when he was in the cradle. He was ruling before he arrived. And just because he's not ruling your life, he's still ruling. You're just not under his authority. And so then what happens is you lose your hope. I don't want to stay there and wait for it to go out. Because I don't want the burn effect. There are consequences in my life. When I go, yes, Lord, but. 
Uh, would you please pull your pants back up, Dennis? I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to talk to me. Pull your pants back up and eliminate but and come underneath my rulership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me bring it down home close. Most of the kids don't need to get out of class. They want to get out of class. What, you think I was born last night? I lost my hair before last night. Most of the kids that got to go here and go there all over the... Man, look, look. They don't want to be in class. No, 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 no. Don't, don't dog that. Look at this. When the Holy Spirit starts teaching, it's like, I don't want to listen to that. I don't want to hear him. I'm going to go ahead and load up my plate with everything else. Guess what? God outran Jonah, and he'll certainly outrun you. In fact, he's got something waiting on you when you get where you thought you were going. Hello? I mean, Jonah. Jonah said, yes, but no, I'm not. Then he got ticked off after it all came together, and then he goes, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> you can't. Listen, you can. <laughs> Jesus, help. <laughs> We can do all kinds of tricks with people, but there's no tricks in the kingdom. He is reigning and ruling. Come on, church. So I wrote this down the other day. It's from the Holy Spirit to my life. Perhaps you would like to consider it. We're about ready for number three. The desire of the Holy excuse me, the desire of the Father is the rulership of my heart by the Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. You might want to write it down. And if you don't, it's okay because it's for me. The desire of my heavenly father is the rulership of my heart by the Holy Spirit. It's amazing. I've learned just a little. Back when I was in high school, I always blamed the teacher for things I didn't like. But it has been amazing through the journey beyond high school that when I do what they ask me to do and apply myself, I like my grades. I'm not talking about education. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Man, I don't like the things you're doing. I don't like the way you're treating me. I don't like this and I don't like that. Well, why don't you come under his rulership? Things will get a lot better. <laughs> Let me give you an example before we get there in several Sundays. Can you imagine Joseph? Hey, what, what you carrying? What, what you got? What, 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 where'd that come from? Now, you know, you and I haven't been, you, you cheating on me. So God had to show, <laughs> God had to show up to let Joseph know that what was in her wasn't put there by a man. Ooh, church. Because many of you who are sitting here in the front and some of you that are already, let me tell you something. There are professors that are going to try to tell you Jesus Christ, if he existed, was nothing more than a man. He was more than a man and when he arrived, he didn't get here through a man's penis. How's that? Does that help you? Just breaking it down for you. Why did you say that? Because we think it's all about us. Man, look here. This is all about hope. And he is the author of hope. He will keep you going. He will keep you moving. He will keep you on track with hope. Oh, well, anyway. Huh. Thank you, Father. <laughs> I walked into Subway the other day. That was just a little bit, folks. 
I keep trying to keep a tat, like, hold it, just do the, 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 the. I walked into Subway the other day in Bronson, and one of my former students came in, and he said, oh, wow, Coach Weber, how are you doing? I said, I'm great. I said, man, I'm proud of what you're doing. He said, I'm where I am today because I knew a driver. And, of course, I knew right what he's talking about. I said, oh, so you play golf? Because I started fooling around. He said, I'm not talking about golf. He said, you were in my life. Whose life are you in right now? Who's in your life? Come on, church. Whose life are you in? And listen, who is in your life? Do you have a driver in your life? A person that will maximize your potential and bring you to a place where you understand, listen closely, that he deserves to rule you, he deserves to release the Holy Spirit in you, and he deserves to allow the word of hope to flow through you. God wants everybody in this room who believes in the incarnate, ooh, that's some theology right there, deep incarnation of Jesus Christ to go out and plant hope in people this week. That's what he wants. There are people that are so broken. Can I have a moment of fun? Like, what in the world? I hope they're not here today, but if they are, the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm sitting there going, dogs, what are you doing? Dogs, what are you doing? I'm talking about people that may have had their hope broken yesterday. I'm going, what in the world? Fourth down and 11, and you're going for it? Are you kidding me? I'm talking to the TV like I was there. And of course they didn't make it. But God has hope for you today. And anybody else, that's one of those dogs. Give it up for the dogs today. And Joshua went crazy and he's warning you, Dad, are you going to do that? And I said, are you kidding me? His name is Coach Kirby Smart. Looks to me like he's Coach Kirby. And I'll, let, I'll just leave it there. No, what, what I'm saying, what, you're misreading if you're not understanding that when things aren't going just the way you were planning and you had a lead and now the lead's been taken, listen, listen to me, listen closely, God will give you hope. <laughs> oh, God will give your marriage hope. Speak over your finances. Speak over your job. Speak over the community. Speak hope wherever you go. Speak hope. And if you're a driver, keep on driving. <laughs> ah, is anybody getting anything? I'm almost done, by the way. Are you, are you gathering? Are you gathering? Now look, now look. Holy Spirit, can you help me here? When he sees that he is reigning and ruling in your heart, then he begins to release the word of hope. This is God's word. Listen, his son died because he's the word. This earth was created because he spoke the word. If you think that you can just go in and sit down in class and God's going to give you an A when he, you won't let him rule your heart and, and, and now you just want to speak the word, make sure that when you listen to someone speak the word that they're being ruled by the Holy Spirit. Because the enemy will come as an angel of light. I'm talking about out in our communities, out in the fray of this world. You've got to be on your tippy toes. You've got to be on your game. Oh, church, Jesus, help us. So let's talk about the word. 
Let's go real quick now. Hope by the Holy Spirit. Hope through His rulership. Hope through His Word. Quickly, Jeremiah 33. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good word. Now, if you are very connected to the Spirit of the Lord, you know what's going on right now. What's her name? I think it would be Brittany. What's her name? Guess what? How many know what's going on right now? This is a classroom for me. How many know what's going on right now? A prophetic word. I'm trying to show you, and I hope daddies and mamas are seeing this, that God wants you to speak prophetically over your... Did you hear the word just a moment ago? Okay, are you ready? The word of the Lord will be fulfilled in Brittany's life. And even if I'm home with the Lord, it's still going to be done because it's his word, not my word. Isn't that cool? It's going to be done. I ain't done. Where are you, Joshua? He's hiding. I'm going. Stand, thank you, brother. Stand up, Josh. D- Dad. God's going to honor you. And he's going to bless you. And he's going to give you the desires of your heart because he put it there. He will fulfill his word in your life. Not because I said it, because who he is. He's your father. He's your papa. He's your counselor. He is your friend. He is your high priest. Every promise in the book is yours. Stand on it. Give God praise in this place. Will you please? So what I want you to do as parents is to follow the script of the hope message about the Advent and then God gives you an unction, speak the word over your children. I'm going to read just that part again. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good word. Look, it's not a bad word he's going to speak over your children. It's going to be a good word. God's not going to come to you and go, hey, Brittany, you're going to hell. Hell, yes, you're going to hell. I said you're going to hell. That's not a good word. That's a bad word. That's a dirty word. That's a nasty word. He will give you a good word, but it takes discernment to be able to go, whoa, that was from the Lord. Nope, that wasn't from the Lord. You got to know what is from the Father. God is a good God. And when he reigns and rules in us, it produces goodness. Because you could get caught right here this morning and the enemy goes, all right, ma'am, yeah, you need to be real open. Just listen to what, you better be careful who you're open to. Open to the Holy Spirit and open to the word. Here we go. Why do we need God's word filled with hope? Ready? Hope when you're going through the wilderness. Isaiah 40, coming down the stretch. Isaiah chapter 40, I want to jump. Ready? Comfort, oh, comfort my people. All the way down. Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. I I really want to do this, but I'm not going to. But if you are here and you're going through the wilderness, would you please allow him to walk with you? (laughs) Clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Why? So he can come alongside of you and comfort you. Nobody can comfort you like he can. Nobody, I don't care how close they are to you. I don't care how long you've been married. They can't do for you what he can do. 
Man, invite him down into the wilderness. Yo, Father, <laughs> I need a little comfort here. Whatever that might be in your life. And he will comfort you in the wilderness. Psalm 23, please. I'm not going to go there. I just want you to think about it. Here we go. Last one. Take out a piece of paper, please. I'm kidding. <laughs> and the quiz today. <laughs> you should write down. You should write down. This Advent season is about the Holy Spirit giving hope. That this Advent season is about Christ ruling me. This Advent season is about hope through his word. Every time I open this thing up, early, early, early in the morning, man, it's just chock filled with all kinds of scriptures about hope for the day. Then he will come at this Advent season. In your wilderness, he will give you hope. Oh, my God, she broke up with me. Oh, my God, my finances are going upside down. I just lost my job. Oh, my. All you got to do is say, I'm in the wilderness. He knows you are, but he's waiting for permission. Can you believe that? He's waiting on permission for his spirit to come and dwell among you and comfort you and give you instruction to bring you out of that season. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, great is the Lord. Here we go. Last one. This one I'm going to read, verse 6 and 7, as we close. Hope through his leadership. And I said to the Lord, as this was coming together, I said, you mean to tell me you don't only just want to rule my life, you want to lead my life? Are you kidding me? And that's exactly what he wants to do. Why? Listen to God's word, please. Isaiah 9, 6 to 7. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. That's a big God. And he will be called. Now listen closely, young people, because you're going to be going to all kinds of universities and Juco College and Junior College and all of that. They're going to tell you Jesus isn't all that. Better look at God's word. Here it is. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You, you want to really meet a driver? That would be Jesus Christ. He's a real driver. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Ladies and gentlemen, as I close, I hope someone in this room this morning will understand that the first candle is all about hope. And every one of the I gave to you were from the Old Testament that means they prophesied before they were ever going to see it take place every passage this morning in God's word came out of the old covenant why because it didn't start in the new it started before time began come on church it started before time began this morning you have a great opportunity to walk from this facility out into the highways and byways of life into your schools into your businesses into your home maybe you even want to go out and buy 
a northwestern candle I'm playing. A purple candle. And maybe you want to light it in your home so that everybody in your home will know in this home resides hope. Now I got to let you know as a servant of the Lord, when you begin to announce and pronounce hope, the enemy is going to do everything he can to blow out the candle of hope. But since there's a little bit of fragrance, and my wife loves fragrance, I remember hope was in my home. I can, I'm playing a little bit here. I can see that the Shekinah glory of the Lord used to be here. Oh, what I need to do is have a young person right now, one of our teenagers. Hello? Oh, my word. Somebody, come on, man. Come on, man. You were looking right at me. I've got to take and relight my candle. Don't burn yourself. Go ahead and light it. I've got to relight that candle so that my home is filled with hope. It doesn't matter who's in the final four of college playoff. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. What matters is what's going on in here and in your home. I want you walking out of here today with hope for today and tomorrow and for the rest of your journey because there was a baby who was wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. <laughs> and the shepherds were invited to come and to worship the baby who was going to give hope to the world. I speak hope over this house. There's not an altar call this morning. In a moment, you can verify the reality of the old covenant and the new covenant by having communion together. And maybe as you walk up this morning, you may want to simply say, Father, fill my heart with hope. God, I'm in the wilderness, but I know you'll comfort me with hope. Whatever you're going through, God says, I have the answer. I am. Will you stand with me, please? Yep, thank you, Father. Not only does he have the answer, he's the answer. Right now, in Jesus' name, I, I, I tell you what's happening. The Holy Spirit, for those who are going, it's me. He's releasing a new level of hope. Or as it was spoken earlier this morning, and I believe Amy was the one that mentioned the word, he is going to restore your hope. He'll restore your hope. Your marriage is not over. Your school's not over. God will give you hope. I want this house to be filled with hope so that when people walk in here and they're broken and they're shattered, they will understand. All I have to do is lay down the old garments and he will dress me in new garments and fill me with hope. Father, this morning we stand in your presence as we get ready to have communion. And we're just so grateful for the spirit of hope that dwelt in Jesus, that it would cause wise men to follow the star and to come and bring gifts and bow in the presence of the Christ child. Thank you. Right now, we ask that you will fill our hearts and our minds with hope 
Hope for today. Hope for the journey. Hope. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, praise the Lord. We receive the Advent season, the coming of the Christ child. I'm not asking, I'm not requiring, but maybe you would like to say, I receive the hope of the Christ child. I'll give you just a moment. I receive the hope of the Christ child. No, he's not wrapped in swaddling clothes. He's actually seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you that you would be willing to say, I receive the hope. I receive hope. You may want to take your partner, take your wife, take your husband's hand, and together just speak hope over your finances, over your children. <clears throat> Young people can do the same thing. I speak hope over my classes. I speak hope over every one of my teachers. I speak hope over our campus. I wonder if you'd be willing to receive a prophetic word from the Lord. When we begin to lift hope up on our campuses, you'll see suicide and active shooters diminish. Hope is eternal. Receive the word of the Lord today. The Advent season is upon us. Now we bless you, Father, and we thank you. And we honor you in our going out and our coming in. I thank you. At this Christmas season, we return to the basics that are founded on eternal principles. We are filled with hope. And we bless you. We honor you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God's people said, Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.